Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English. Hello, everybody! Happy to see you again, Josie Kami, and Patricia is with us in the house. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello, everybody. So Hi, everyone. Today, we have the pleasure of bringing Patricia. She has been working with the English language as a professional for 25 years. She runs a house with two cats, three kids, and lots of other stuff that I know she does. And uh, uh, today she came here and she says, oh, Tachi, this was so sudden. How am I going to do this or that? And I said, well, baby, whoever has three kids in the house and can work, can still manage working, can do anything, right? That's true. <laughs> They but I'm still trying to feel a bit more comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then you do it. Patricia is someone that has many certifications like CPE. Now, I don't know those. You're going to have to explain to us. CEELT1 and CEELT2. What are right. those certificates? As a matter of fact, that reveals my age. You know, the thing is, these certificates, they don't exist anymore. And as far as I know, they came before CELTA, you know, was actually offered. It's a certificate of English. What does it stand for? Let's see if I remember that. Certificate of English Language Teachers. As a language teaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's for um, language teachers. So actually, um, they were... As far as I remember, because that was like a while ago, they were testing our level of English, but in this specific context. Mm. And then you had the first level and, and then second level. So I think that CL2 is CAE level. I'm not sure. It was such a long time ago. And as a matter of fact, it was a moment in my life that I discovered certificates. And then, you know, what my coordinator at the time told me, Patricia, just go take CAE. At the time, I, I, I didn't have the faintest idea of what that meant, but I went at that time to the only test center that offered the test. And I said, okay, I'm here to take it. Well, to cut a long story short, I liked, the, you know, this, um, let's say, I, I like taking tests. And, and then I just started taking everything they had to offer. And I ended up taking CAEs. And then there is one here that uh, when you were interviewed by Brout, you mentioned bullets. What is bullets? A bullets doesn't exist anymore. This was discontinued. As By well. the way, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, currently, there's LinguaSkill. Well, bullets is business. It's a. Um, it is an assessment, but it used to test uh, business English. Okay. And a, a certificate yeah. for business English. Cool. For business English, you do have it now. It was replaced by LinguaSkill. So. It's it's in the market, and uh, if I'm allowed to say that, we do offer lingual skill. Yes, you are allowed to say. Guys, you sponsor us. You're allowed to say whatever you want. And, and you offer lingual skill. Honestly, about all the certificates you offer, because um, this is a niche that we only look for when you have like a student that says, oh, I want to go to Europe. What certificate do I take? I'll take TOEFL. Exactly. I want to go to America, Canada. Okay, take IELTS. And I recently discovered when when I said for you to to record that little recording that I had been saying wrong. I said Yelts and it's IELTS now. IELTS, exactly. but it was Yelts and now it's IELTS or not? Okay, 
Yeah. Um, so I was. Uh, as, far as, I know, it has, uh, as far as I know, it, has, it was always IELTS. Maybe because in Brazil we used to say IELTS. Yeah. I don't know, Tachi, but okay. I, I, I can back you up. I, yeah. I can say okay. Some students of mine funny. say Balatofil, right? I have to take the TOFIL. Say, really? I TOFIL, yeah. Really? You have to take the TOFIL test? Mm. Must be hard because all those, like, you know, smells of sweet stuff, and they go like, huh? What you talking about? Don't get it, right? We are super happy to have you here because this is a subject, as I said before, that people will only be interested if they have the need. And it's nice for all the teachers to know what certifications exist. Uh, why should you take this and not that? So as Kami said, or Josie said, when I said, guys, I got Patricia, let's run. Uh, someone said, okay, the diva from certificates. <laughs> Thank you. But that's very kind of you. Josie, would you like to state a question to begin with? Uh, yeah, sure. I follow Patricia in Winner Instagram. I think I've seen her there too. I had the pleasure to be with her face to face. And my question is because I really want to work with preps, many IOTs mm -hmm. and TOEFL. Uh, the speaking part, many people told me that IOTs it's better than TOEFL. And then is it true about the speaking part? completely different that's a very good question and i do believe that many times people when they have the chance of either taking one or the other the reason why they choose the to the ielts test over the toefl test is many times because of the speaking test well the main difference is that when you're taking the toefl test speaking is done in the computer so you are going to record you're going to be asked questions and then you have to respond to those questions So you're talking, interacting with the machine. While when you're taking the IELTS test, you are interacting with an examiner. It's more conversational. So the IELTS speaking test has this more conversational format. And I would say that the uh, TOEFL test is more, it's an, a question and answer. And, and actually what they're looking for is um, they're assessing your argumentative skills. So they want to know how good you are at either our you know, uh, developing or bringing your arguments and summarizing a lecture, which is question four on the TOEFL test. And Josie, let me just tell you one more thing, which is also crucial and many people don't realize. Um, in the TOEFL test, apart from talking to a machine, we have to actually picture how the whole thing happens and that you're, you're not going to be there by yourself. You'll be taking the test with other candidates Everybody will be speaking, or most probably everybody will be speaking at the same time, even though that does not necessarily happen. And, I, and we can talk about that as well. But the thing is, you'll have to concentrate despite the noise, the noisy environment. And when it comes to the IELTS test, it's one-to-one. -one, it's you and the examiner in a room, in a quiet room. As TOEFL was years before when I took it. So, was it that way? Yeah. With an examiner? Yeah. yeah but we had like um, uh, more than one examiner. I remember I uh -huh. had like two examiners on the TOEFL day, too. Right. I guess it was harder. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the TOEFL test tests 
other skills, like right? It doesn't just test your language proficiency, but it tests academic skills. As for instance, note-taking, mm -hmm. summarizing, and I would even say it tests your nerves because it's not a quiet environment for someone that comes from this Cambridge culture. So Winter has been in a test center for over 10 years. First with um, the Cambridge uh, certificates. So the whole uh, main suite and young learners, so young learners, key preliminary first uh, advanced proficiency. And then we became Niles Test Center. We're also Michigan Test Center. So we come from this environment in which fairness is everything. So Cambridge is very concerned about fairness, giving everybody the same opportunity and making sure that everybody has the same journey. And when it comes to the TOEFL test, it's something that is very shocking to us when we start working with it. The fact that um, test takers, they don't start everybody at the same time because you register them. So you register first candidate and then he sits at his computer and he starts taking the test. And then you register someone else. Depending on the size of your lab, and we're talking about IBT, of course, you know, a half an hour may have gone by. And then the last just entered. Exactly. And then when that person, that first candidate is done with the first component, he moves on to the next. So I've already seen people taking, for example, the speaking test and other people taking the listening test. Oh, wow. And there isn't much you can do. Yeah. So that, that's Thank actually God. one of the things to consider. It's like uh, working, trying to give a class with the TV on, like the TV yeah, speaking and exactly. you're giving your class. Interfe so it tests your nerves. Interference. Your concentration. Um, there is a difference between the TOEFL IBT and the other one. Which is the difference? There is the paper-based uh, paper version, but it is not widely offered anymore. They only offer this paper-based version in locations where the internet-based test is not possible anymore. It's not possible yet, actually, because they do not have the structure. So you will probably, here in Brazil, as far as I know, we just have IBT. Wow. But in the, when it comes to the IOPS test, you have both. You have paper-based and you have the computer delivered. And is it true that, for example, in Europe, um, you will have TOEFL more accepted and in Canada and the United States, you're going to have uh, IELTS more accepted or this was dismystificated or something like that? Actually, I would say that things are changing, right? It might have been true in the past, but currently um, universities, even in the US, they accept both. I wouldn't say all of them because I do not have this knowledge to, you know, affirm that each and every university use, uh, accepts both. But both exams are widely accepted all over the world. And we're talking here about the academic, right? The, the So TOEFL is an academic test. We also have to bear in mind that IELTS has two versions, two modules. You have the general training test as well as the academic test. So when it comes to the academic, I would say that institutions all over the world accept both. And IELTS is now also in the US. So even American institutions that had this resistance when accepting the IELTS because they wanted the TOEFL test, which is an American test, things have been changing little by little. But if we're talking about the general training, then uh, which is used for immigration, then you are, it's mandatory to take an IELTS general training if you want to immigrate 
to uh, Canada, for instance, uh-huh. and other countries accepted as well. The UK. If I was today going to take a test, I knowing now what you said, I would take IELTS because of the advantages. You see, yeah, I, I'm kind of suspicious. We offer both, right? But uh, I would say that there are still advantages when taking the IELTS test, considering everything that I said. Results come out faster. So the IELTS computer delivered test. Um, so results for the computer delivered test are released in between three to five days. For the TOEFL, uh, if my memory serves me right, candidates can see results in eight days, but they only receive the certificate in 13 days. Uh, and plus, everything that I mentioned, and uh, I would say that IELTS is much more of, it, it tests much more language, your, your language proficiency. It's more focused on that. Plus, by the way, the topics there, I mean, if, if you take a look at the topics that TOEFL brings, they're always talking about, you know, subjects that are very specific, biology, geology, sociology, political and, stuff. Uh, exactly. And they are so deep. They're so deep. For example, the one that you have three questions and it's 50, 52 minutes. Uh, I have been training to, to do that in 52 minutes because you cannot possibly read all of that. So you're going to have to be scheming. So if you are going to advise someone that is going to, to perform this test, they are going to have to be scheming and not reading. And, and still, uh-huh. you're not sure of the answers when you're going to answer because they get confused. It's like a vestibular, guys. It, it, you know, it's okay. suffering. And the other one <laughs> with four questions is 72 minutes, right? Yes. Which doesn't I don't know all the numbers, but how about I have it here? Yeah, which doesn't help a lot because then more or less you will have only 20 minutes to read everything, to answer, I guess, 10 questions, heavy questions about the test. And, and wow, it, it's, and they mix texts. It's not only yeah. one. It's like, for example, they're talking about Africa and then they're talking about Australia and then they're talking about or and they're talking about another thing. So, wow, guys, you gotta be good. <laughs> Why should a person take those examinations? Why? Oh, you mean the TOEFL and, and the IELTS test? Because I have well, clients that look me up and say, ah, I want my son to take it. But why? Is he going to travel abroad and stay there? Is he going to take a university course? And they don't understand. They think it's a, it's a thermometer only. It is a thermometer, but the thing is that just like a thermometer, if you take a temperature today and if you take a temperature in a month, you may have completely different temperatures. So it all depends on your objective, right? If you're just taking the test for the sake of taking it, I would probably say, why don't you take a certificate? Mm-hmm. With which, you know, uh, a Cambridge certificate. What's the difference between a certificate and an assessment? A certificate will certify that you are at a specific level. And that's something that you can include in your curriculum. So if you really want to prove your level of English, a certificate is the best way of doing that. On the other hand, if you want, actually it's not, if you want to immigrate, if you want to study abroad, then you will have to take an assessment. Assessments expire. Lingua skill is an assessment, right? Uh, IELTS is an assessment, TOEFL is an assessment, and they expire in two years. 
So I would say it's not the best investment. Of course, you can measure your level of English with one of these, you know, tools. But if they're going to expire in two years, maybe it's not the best investment that you may, you know, um, may make in a proof of how good your level of English is. Then between TOEFL and IELTS, which one should you do? The first thing you have to do is to check which one is required. So I want to study at Harvard University. Okay, so check in their website, which are the certificates they uh, require for your application. So many times it's not a matter of the candidate's choice. Many times it's a matter of the rec what is the recognizing organization asking for. Okay, I want to immigrate. Then you have to check, okay, which are the certificates that uh, that that uh, body is asking for. So it, many times it's not a choice of whoever is taking the test. But if you do have a choice, like, okay, I Harvard University accepts, for instance, the IELTS and the TOEFL, check the scores that they are, you know, asking for. And then I would advise you to talk to someone who is a specialist to tell you, okay, according to your profile and according to the scores that are, you know, asked for, which one is the best? How much time do you have to prepare? All of this is part of this equation. So it's not so easy to answer, okay, do that or this one. It all depends on where you're going to. Exactly. Nice, exactly. nice tip. Kami, your question, my love. I know you have been waiting. <laughs> Hi, Patricia. It's nice to Hi. meet you. It's nice. a pleasure having you here. You are the diva of certificates, <laughs> and that's so important for us. And I would like you to explain to our listeners what is the difference between CELTA or TKT? Which one is the best for a teacher? A teacher who is right. starting his or her career, something like that, because it was a topic that many teachers want to know, want to be informed. Okay, all right. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure being here. Uh, I guess I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable now than I was a few minutes ago. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, as you told me, it's really... at this time it's a lunch, but generally it's a coffee with the with the person we interview. So. So it's 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 really it's okay you know it's okay it's just the first moment the scare you get when you are contact and say okay could you join us in 10 minutes oh yeah okay sure <laughs> Connie, i will try to answer this question the best way possible i'm no specialist when it comes to CELTAR tkt so i might not be the best person to answer it but the tkt is a, a cambridge certificate so any person can take it and you it's not mandatory to take any kind of test. So as a matter of fact, when I took my TKTs, I did not take a test. I, there, there, there's a book in the market printed by uh, Cambridge with the content. You can self-study. There are courses available, right? I, I wouldn't know how, um, who to recommend, but there are some courses available, but it, you don't have to take the course, right? You can sit for a TKT. You register, you sit, that's it. And there are three different, I mean, actually there are more. You have TKT1, TKT2, TKT3 that assess different aspects uh, of this teaching environment. But you also have TKT CLIL, which is for international uh, schools, TKT Young Learners, but they are specifically uh, certificates. The CELT is also a certificate, but 
then you will then you have to take part in the program. There are online programs, there are face-to-face uh, -face programs, there are extensive programs, intensive programs, and the uh, the certificate is um, issued or given or granted. Actually, I guess granted is the best word. Depending on your performance throughout this whole period, as well as at the end of this program. Depending on, again, what you intend to do, you would either take one or the other, right? So, um, but the, basically the difference is one simply tests your ability, your teacher knowledge, your teaching knowledge, which is the TKT, and the other one also prepares you for that and then tests and certifies that you, you are, you have the knowledge in that methodology it's like a thesis right so if you're planning to take one of those you need to know that you will have to have a big time long hours for studying preparing your things because it's hard right Especially for the celta mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely uh, one more question of mine uh how about the michigan you said you also give the michigan at winner yes we're also michigan test center uh michigan and cambridge are now a joint venture so Cambridge tests or certifies uh, both do the same, right? They certify level your uh, level of proficiency. But Michigan is an American institution. Cambridge is a British institution. So Michigan also goes from young learners up to proficiency, which is the ECP. They do both, and now they're a joint venture. Ah, that is the reason. Okay. Okay, girls, questions or should she give us some advices for the, the teachers? I have actually talking about the prep courses like IELTS and TOEFL. Uh, should the teachers take the test before giving these preps, for example? Do you recommend? What's your opinion on that? Because um, I've already seen many teachers who give the preps, but hey, they haven't taken the tests. They just have the, like the CPE one. So, but in my case, I like to, to, I don't know, to face the challenge, to pass like a student. I want to suffer like a student and then to show my student how I suffered. And then I know that this kind of things, students can trust me. And then <laughs> I don't know about the prep course. That's your worst. So, I love the way she says, I love suffering. I like the students. And believe us that we, we, we pass and then uh, that's okay. And then we survived. Uh, I, I see eye to eye with you, Josie. And I think you're absolutely right. You, having the experience firsthand is, I would say, a great plus. So if you know exactly what is going to happen and, you know, on test day gives you an advantage that other English teachers that are preparing for the test do not have. I, do, I wouldn't say it's mandatory. It's possible to prepare. But what is definitely mandatory is you need to know the exam well, the test well. If you don't know it well, because it's not just a matter of language. So uh, when you said, oh, some teachers, they prepare for these uh, tests, and they just have a CPE. Your experience taking the CPE is completely different from your experience taking the TOEFL test or the IELTS. Even though IELTS and CPE uh, are both, you know, designed by Cambridge, because IELTS, IELTS test is designed by Cambridge, 
it is not um, it is not owned by uh, a Cambridge exclusively, but Cambridge is the one is the business partner that develops the tests. It's not the, it's the same thing. It's completely different. If you take a CPE, the whole test is designed at a proficiency level, each and every component. An IELTS test is designed in a way as to measure a level of English. So it's not going to be a test testing just your your C2 ability. You know what I mean? Something else. When you uh, take any of the Cambridge exams, and here I'm referring to, for example, CPE, you take a component, then you have a break, then you take another component, then you have a break, oh, you take great. the IELTS test, you take listening, reading, and writing in one block without <laughs> having a break. And like Josie said. That's it. <laughs> exactly. You do not have breaks. You may ask for a bathroom break, but you are not granted additional time. If you leave the test room, uh, it's like a vestibular. I, if you ask for a bathroom break, you're not granted additional time. I already suffered, so I don't have to do the suffering anymore. <laughs> That's and it. then, so these are things that you have to bear in mind when you are preparing your your student, um, because he starts with listening. By the time he gets to the writing test, he won't have had any breaks, and your student will be tired. So you need to think of strategies to guarantee that he will still be able to write two tasks, test one and test two. Um, you need to be aware of time management. So if you don't know the test well, you will not actually find the best strategy for your student to be able to answer the question within the, the time allowed. Just to give an example. Well, I'm an English teacher and so are you guys, but we're not, I'm just talking you know, about myself, speaking for myself. I'm, I'm no math genius. But it's very evident to me that you have an hour to do the reading test. You, you need to read three academic passages if you're taking the academic test. And you need to answer 40 items. I call them items because I don't like the word questions because it gives, gives kind of a, 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 um, an incorrect or not a precise idea of what it is. But you need to find 40 different answers in the text. Now three passages that go from one up to three pages long, plus, you know, finding these four T answers in an hour, it doesn't help if you teach your student how to do it, if you cannot understand that time management is important because you won't have an hour and a half or two hours to, to answer all the questions. So all of this, you know, it's if you have the experience, Josie, as you said, you will have experienced that. And that's invaluable information, you know, that you will be able to pass on. So I think that if you have the chance, they're not cheap tests, but if you have the chance of taking the test, do it. I totally agree. Super cool tips for whoever is looking forward taking one of those tests. Now you know, time management, scheming, uh, talking to the university first and seeing which one they will accept better. What is your motive? Why are you doing this? All this comes before deciding to do. 
Thank you so much, Patricia. This was like a lucid. You're welcome. I know that so many people will listen to this because every year people want to take tests. They want to know how much they know. They want to be tested. They want to suffer, like my friend said. But you just gave a smoother way in terms that we don't need to suffer so much, right? <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. I would say that knowledge minimizes the pain, you know? That's right. Oh, I love this sentence. I'm going to use it for the title. <laughs> so much one more time we're so glad to be back with someone so clever on this area thank you patricia you are adorable and more than thank and you are welcome i was I got, i got even you know i guess i'm not a little bit emotional like oh thank you for all the praises that i've been given I don't know if I deserve all of those, but Are you doing you're more your than welcome. But if everything goes wrong, listen to the jingle, go with it, and then you can you can make a new career, okay? All right, thank <laughs> Patricia, thank you. The three of us are very, very happy to have had your presence with us. It was elucidating. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks a bunch. You enriched our podcast even more, talking about certificates. That is a very commented topic among the teachers. Wonderful. Okay. Good to know. It was And if I can be of any other help, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Girls, bye-bye from our passion. Bye. Bye. See you around, bye, guys. Bye. Winner Idiomas, o centro autorizado Cambridge mais querido do Brasil e aulas particulares de Michigan e IELTS. Passionate Teachers, a podcast for teachers of English.